Have you ever attended a conference, saw so many cool things, and became quickly overwhelmed by it? We recently attended the 2020 SD conference virtually, and we have some exciting takeaways to share with you. So tune in. Hello, friends. I'm Heather Miller. And I'm Jessica Winston. This is Tech Paper Scissors Beach. <laughs> Let's get this party started. All right, so we are coming to you today to talk about the ISTE 2020 conference because holy smokes, there were so many sessions. Uh, Jess and I did not get to go to all the sessions, obviously, um, but we tried our best. Uh, and Jess, you wanna give them a little insight into the catastrophe that was happening on that Monday that we attended ISTE? Yikes, P-bikes. Um, tons of the <laughs> webinars and sessions that we wanted to go to were having so many technical glitches. Sound was off, video was off. We couldn't get some people in because the rooms were a little bit too crowded and then you would try again and you got in. Um, at one point, I think I had a presenter that was on the phone pretty much saying, yeah, no, none of this is working with no screen up. So lots of glitches, lots, but so well worth it when when it was working it was yeah and as jess and i know from presenting so many hours of prof professional development when something goes wrong your insides are turning and <laughs> just oh my gosh i felt for those presenters so bad like i wasn't even mad mm -hmm. i just had anxiety for them oh my gosh it was there were the presenters that i saw the two they were trying to go back and forth but they couldn't hear each other so there was a delay and then they were talking over each other because they couldn't hear oh it just gives me like <laughs> the heebie-jeebies right now so we're not going to spend a lot of time on that but luckily uh the ISTE people I don't know what you want to call them specialist mm -hmm. <laughs> um board of awesomeness uh <laughs> started fixing things and so the rest of the week went pretty smoothly. They, I think they opened up the rooms more. So it wasn't as crowded. Wasn't, uh, you know, all the technical difficulties seem to be worked out when you say Jess, as we, yeah, went, no, it got a lot better as the week went on. And by Friday, as you know, like if you do a lesson once the first time is always a little, uh, first pancake ish. And after that first pancake is done and you toss it, then the other pancakes get better. And that's pretty much what we said, so. Yeah. That's, that's the hard part of teaching elementary is that you have that one, one lesson with that same class. In secondary, I feel like they have the benefit because they're the first class gets kind of the, I'm working stuff out. And by the end of the day, man, you're yeah. rocking it. You rocked it. Nope former elementary teachers, we know, <laughs> we know that it's hard because you don't get really a redo until the next day. And then you have to completely <laughs> uh, revamp everything you did. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So here are some tips and tricks in people, uh, sessions, everything that really stuck out to us. There are so many, I think our podcast here, uh, would be, I don't know, hours long days long because that is how much stuff it's overwhelming my brain hurt at the end of the day. I think I took a nap every day after all the sessions 
ever done because my brain was so tired. Um, so I'm going to start us off, but one of the sessions that I went to was by Desiree Alexander, and uh, she is uh, filled with knowledge and tips and tricks. And she has a website and uh, we'll give you guys the link in all of that as well. But uh, her website is filled with, you know, digital breakouts and the, the session that I went to, she was giving all of these tips and tricks for Google Drive and Google Suite things like Google Docs and Sheets and Slides and all that good stuff. But the one thing that really stuck out to me that just blew my mind is the fact that she took a picture of different things. So she had a picture of a, just a regular handwritten piece of paper, a picture of a flyer, and also a picture of, I think, just like an outline that was typed up. And she loaded it into her Google Drive, that picture. She right-clicked on it and opened with uh, Google Docs and boom, what? Like, boom! Right there. Chat and everything blew up when she showed this because some of the tips and tricks she showed, I felt so confident in myself. I was like, I know that one. I know that mm -hmm. one. Okay, yep, I know that one. Um, but this one, she got to this one, I just... I was stuck. I had to go and start loading pictures into my Google Drive to see if it actually worked, and it did. I mean, I just took a picture of something, loaded in Google Drive, right-clicked on it, opened with a Google Doc, but all the text is there. It didn't matter if it was color text. It didn't matter if it was a special font or a handwritten note loaded into Google Docs. Blew my mind, Jess. Like, I mean, and Google's not out here sharing every time they drop these super cool tricks that we could all be benefiting from. So when somebody comes across it and shares it, it's like, the world has changed. So finding a hidden, uh, what is it? A hidden menu item? Yes. <laughs> Starbucks or something like that. I, my husband and I went to a restaurant the other day and I was like, man, I wish you guys had okra because I love okra. I'm sorry, but I love Southern food. <laughs> and anyway, I said, I wish you guys had okra. She's like, oh, we always have okra. It's just not on the menu. <gasps> the hidden menu item from this restaurant. Clear Springs restaurant. They do have okra, even though it's not on the menu. Oh, well, now you told everybody. Oh, sorry. See, that's why it is not hidden because I always tell look at that. You saw oh, you shared the secret. <laughs> oh yeah. Whoops. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, but anyway, that oh, go try it, friends. You're gonna love it. So, Jess, what was one thing that stuck out to you? So the first one that I went to um was a design class and I I want to get better at my graphic design skills. And I, and, you know, when something, when you look at something and it is way overwhelming on a page, especially with like different colors and, and the different font placements and the size is wrong and this is calligraphy and this is slanted, it's very distracting. And so I took this class called Design Studios by Sadie Lewis. She is actually a graphic design artist and she brought her cool talents and skills to class. Um, I think she also does, she does high school and middle school. 
And she just taught us these really nifty, simple to implement tests on how to keep your um, projects that your students create like manageable and how you as a teacher can build um, programs and uh, I don't know, lessons that are not overwhelming for your kids because some kids get overstimulated by uh, lots of uses of color and things like you would in your classroom. Um, but the thing that I really liked is, so if you're not like a, a, I don't know what colors go together. She showed us these color generators that we can use and you can um, find a complementary color and colors that are on different spots of the color wheel that complement each other. And I really enjoyed that. I was like, you know what? I want to build something that is purple. I'm going to put that color in. And then it built out several different um, shades of what I can put in my, in my Google Slides for fonts, for pictures. All of that stuff is built if you had no idea where to start. And so I really appreciated that, like, put the cookies on the bottom shelf for me so I can take more people along with me. But I, it was really nice. She also gave us. Um, palettes and the the colors that are popular for 2021 which i don't know if you know this uh two colors were chosen instead of one this year um i don't know why but one is sort of this bright happy yellow and the other one is a gray and they do look nice together because you know babies and i kind of think of nurseries and stuff yellow and gray i like it are you making an announcement <laughs> no <laughs> um, so yellow and gray were picked this time but she also has these are popular palettes that are like now so if you want to be on trend with your palettes and have it show up in your work she shared that with me I was really impressed by that but Sadie Lewis design I really like that I just love the fact that there's something that makes it easier for people who are not good at that th stuff yeah. Jessica and I design a lot of things, but for me, sometimes it's the color scheme that throws me off and I know it's throwing me off, but I can't figure out the color palette to make it better for my eyes. So having something like that, that kind of helps you along <laughs> to where you don't just throw colors out there because uh, Jessica, I want you to tell them in your own words, uh, how you would describe your son's um, previous teacher's newsletter? I searingly painful. <laughs> it's just, it was a lot. Like, you know, there are some colors that you don't put together like a bright red and, a, and a, like a royal blue. You know how it tricks your eyes, it hurts it. Those fonts and those kinds of things were paired and those fonts weren't like standard bold print, they were fancy fonts. So it made it even more difficult to read. And then there was another section of colors that don't go together. So that clashed with this and it was, and then sometimes the background was just like zombie gray um, for no purpose. I think, I think what gets us is that we look at things like that. We help teachers, that's our job helping teachers. So we see stuff like that and we're like, we want to help you. But we also know that you probably spent hours making this. Yes. So we go to sessions at ISTE and, or maybe see something on YouTube or anything like that, that makes something easier, uh, like this color palette. We, um, it's just one of those things that not only help us, but we can send to teachers to say, hey, 
maybe this will help you. Maybe not put yellow colored font on a blue background. Yeah. You could actually read what you're writing. It's there's some colors, some combinations just like trick the eye and make the font do weird things. And uh, that is that is a story that none of us need to have. And this is a tool that can help us out. So. It's time for a techie tip. When you are in creation mode, like Google Slides presentation, look for the paint roller in the upper left corner. You can easily duplicate the format that you have for text boxes and pictures across multiple pages just simply with that paint roller. And now back to our show. Yeah, so awesome. Um, I, to piggyback off of that, this wasn't even something I wrote down to talk about. Like we said, there's so many sessions, but I went to one with Manuel Herrera about sketch noting. And it makes me think of that, what Jess was just talking about as far as designing goes. And it is something that kids need to learn as well. And maybe not going into all of the color schemes and all that, but just doing a simple sketch noting, because for me, when I take notes, I'm not someone who writes down every single word. I have to draw a picture, a visual representation of what I'm listening to in order for me to remember what's going on. I'm such a visual person. Um, and so that sketch noting and just seeing the ways that he, you know, showed kids different um, ways to take notes and kind of jot down their ideas was just really, really cool. And I think going off of that design aspect, you know, everybody kind of has their own design, but when you have helpful tools to help, you know, like help you along makes things even better. And even to piggyback on your piggyback. Ooh, lots of piggybacks. <laughs> um, my son is recently diagnosed dysgraphic. And so writing is not his bag. That is a breakdown. And so I, I love writing. Like I used to teach fourth grade writing and it's, it's, it's in my heart. And so when my son is struggling with writing and not even wanted to give me a chance because he has, you know, an obvious problem with it. I was like, okay, well, how about we just, instead of we use words, instead of we just sketch note. So you have your ideas and I got him into drawing the pictures and then we add in the details later. And I was, I was very happy once I had a meeting um, with the specialist that's going to be helping him. She's like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we would do to take that pressure off the kiddos, just have them draw. And that way the word that comes later, just getting your ideas on paper. And so sketch noting for writing is also my jam and I love it. And I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, let's <laughs> take a second and give a little mom clap because <laughs> there are so many moments where we have mom guilt, but that is a moment where we are mom proud. <laughs> yes, yes. We accomplished what we needed to do. We did, and he actually believed me for just like- Oh, maybe it's yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it, mom. Okay. I'm not teacher, mom. I'm not, I don't, I know nothing of writing to my son. It's fine. So speaking of children, uh, we're just going to keep piggybacking, but uh, one of the things that I went to at ISTE was a playground of sorts, a digital playground, and they had lots of different sessions to learn about keynote clips, um, just different websites to really help you as you create different things in your classroom, but also 
um, little videos that your students could watch as well to learn some different tips and tricks on ways to add to the animation or the video or the picture that they have and kind of make it come to life. Um, so one video had uh, a guy, he had drawn a little, what do they call? Just forgot it. Oh, astronaut. <laughs> Brain fart, sorry. But <laughs> they drawn an astronaut. And then he showed how in Keynote, you can just make different slides and really look like the rocket for the astronaut took off without the astronaut. Um, and it made just kind of this uh, one standstill picture come to life, which is really cool. But that's not even the best part. I loved how in the beginning of all of their tutorial videos that they were showing, they yur they they yurst. Oh my gosh. They used used. <laughs> Is it a past tense of used? It's fine. Yeah, yurst is the Texas version of used. <laughs> it's just combining y'all and used together. Used. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, they used the memojis that you can create on your phone that uh, respond to your reactions as you are making facial expressions and moving your head. So they took those memojis and they added them into the front of their YouTube videos to introduce themselves and also say a, an introduction of sorts as to what the video is going to be about. And it just was so cool because you know, everybody can put kind of like their picture up there, but to think, oh, I'm going to put my Memoji, it looks very similar to me on there. And I can put all these Memojis together uh, as our team creates something. So yeah. I have an iPhone, so I know what a Memoji is. And so I have no idea <laughs> what the counterpart would be to a Samsung phone. Do you know, Jess? I don't, but I know that there are apps out there that will Track something yeah. similar. Yeah. So um, if you have an iPhone, um, you can even just go to your text messages. That's how I normally find it. And there is a little um, icon at the bottom that has a square around a face. <laughs> it's just right. a square around a face. And then you can add and create one maybe that looks like you, and then maybe one of maybe a hairstyle or something that you would like to look like I don't know uh, really cool like you can have ombre hair you can have pink hair purple hair freckles you know yeah, you're deciding how to change your hair style or color or any or if you are wondering if you should get a nose piercing or anything chest it out on your emoji first <laughs> your emoji you'll be adorable you want to do it so but disclaimer it might not you know look how you want it to look just you know Maybe not. But there are just so many ideas that I think would be ideal to use the emojis for. And I think students of all ages would love that because who doesn't love to watch someone talk in emoji, especially when you could be any animal um, that they have on there as well. They have unicorns and koalas and what are the dinosaurs and stuff like that. So uh, pretty cool. I think it's awesome. Very cool. I like that. Hey, um, but also just using that um, emoji, those videos can be dropped 
anywhere and it adds a personal touch to your lesson. So let's say that you use something like Seesaw. You can drag your Memoji, have it on your computer and put it on the page as little, hey, don't forget, instead of um, you know, just putting text depending on your students, but it adds a personal touch to the lessons and it's super cool. And, and I'm sure your kids are gonna love seeing your little face. You could really bring a lot of personality to your lessons. It's really cool. I love when you piggyback off what I say because that's an amazing idea. Like holy smokes, like just surprise your kiddos and put like, <laughs> an emoji of a dinosaur telling them what to do for their lesson. Like awesome. Love it. They would love so much. Um, all right. This other thing that I wanted to share is another writing tool. Um, this is a website that I got to go to and it was a joint group. And I'm so sorry, I don't have all four of them names, but one of them is Tony Weaver Jr. And he is in charge of a company called Weird Enough, but they shared this first resource and I'll talk about the other one in a second, uh, 826.com. And it just has this repository of writing samples from kids all the way from first grade, all the way to 12. You can um, filter it out by what kind of writing you're looking for. So if you're looking for informational writing, you have it. If you're looking for social emotional writing, they also have samples of those things. And then, so like you filter that out and on the side, you'll have all of these different samples of writing from students all over the place. Click on one, you can read it you know, broadcast it to your kiddos. And then they also have other examples that match that filter from other kids so that your kids actually have an example of good writing because you don't always wanna give them the writing that needs fixing. You wanna give them to look for what's right. And so it's a lot easier to picture um, that. And when it comes to editing and revising their own work, instead of always showing them what's wrong and then they always see what's wrong instead of flipping it and thinking of the other way. So 826.com is a a beautiful website to go and look if you wanted samples of writing from the littles all the way up to the bigs. Um, I like that. So that was Tony Weaver's session. Now, why did they say 826? What's the, what's the significance of that number? I have number? no idea. I have no idea. I'll just go to the website and find out. Eight wonder, like why people... Maybe there are only 826 writing samples allowed on the website at one time. Ooh. I doubt that. It's Ooh. not as cool. We'll have an explanation. In fact, I'll write it right here. This is what 826.gov means. <laughs> I just, you know, it's, a, it's not writing samples.com or anything. It's 826.com. So and I found that, found that interesting. But uh, Jess and I both taught fourth grade at one point, and <laughs> writing samples was a huge deal because in Texas, they take a writing assessment. Um, and so you are always looking for writing samples to show them. Uh, when I first started teaching, I had to like, you know, print them out on a uh, transparency so I could put it on my overhead yep. <laughs> and write with my visa B. And of course I'm left-handed. So I always came home with look like big bruises on my hand from writing on the <laughs> But writing samples is such a, um, I think such a benefit, I guess, to, um, when teaching students writing, like Jess said, and that, that, that's really cool. I like that there's a website out there of an inventory of all of them because it's hard using the same ones year after year after year. Yes, yes. 
And they also attach, not attached to that website, but there's something called quills. So if you wanted to know or give your students a writing diagnostic to know what they know grammar wise, you can actually have them go in and edit work. I started it with my son and we'd gotten all the way almost to the end and it came down to the part where kids have to combine sentences. And that is one of the hardest things that kiddos, kiddos have with writing. And it gave them like three sentences and it says, okay, combine this the best way. And it's not like a multiple choice. They actually have to type it out and say, oh, I should wow. have it here. And then, you know, rearrange. And I absolutely love that. Once you get that diagnostic, then it builds a program for your kid to help them with the deficiencies that they have in writing too. So quill.com came out of that session too. I got so much good writing stuff from that session. I just, whew. Did you ever diagram sentences? Yes. Okay. Can I, I'm just going to like nerd out and just tell you, I actually had fun diagramming sentences. I did as well. They got stressed out about it, but me, I loved like drawing the little arrow and saying noun, verb, predicate. <laughs> yes, right here. This is a cool one here. Yeah, yeah, all of that stuff. I really liked, I like to color code mine. And that's probably why I never got anything done because I was so color crazy. So busy doing rainbow colors. Yeah. But if I did all my nouns in like blue and my verbs in green, that was helpful to me. So we color coded in my first grade writing class too. I made them do it. Sorry, first graders. But I did all the verbs, underline them in green, color it up. That's right. I think, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Jess and I, going back to the design thing, we love colors. <laughs> we love color coding things. We love making styles and designs. Oh yeah. Anyway, we could get on right way off topic about that. But as we create things, we like to have fun, right Jess? And so there is a session that was called, there's a Bitmoji for that. And it was by Jennifer Hall. And she showed all of these different ways that you could have a Bitmoji used in your classroom, whether it was a talking Bitmoji or uh, making your own text with Bitmoji and all that. But one thing that Jess and I and our team have started using is friend emojis because there <laughs> is a Google spreadsheet that all you have to do is add your URL of your Bitmoji to this Google spreadsheet, go to the next sheet. It's as easy as that, as that folks. Like copy, paste, copy. go to the next sheet. And you're just like, I wanna see Jessica and Heather as a friend emoji, boom. You look, click on the link and there are all of our Bitmojis that are together as one. And I will tell you, it made our life so much easier because as Jessica and I do trainings, we like to have different Bitmojis for different presentations or videos or whatever it might be. And we were going through just scrolling, <laughs> trying to find what Bitmoji matched. And now we can just go to this one page and they're all there. Okay. And we can just copy and paste it from that page or we can save it from that page. Oh, it is really, really, really cool. So what has been your favorite bitmoji of us together oh friend <laughs> oh my gosh there are so many the one that sticks out in my head right now is us as bananas but i know you don't like 
bananas. So it's so funny why my brain went to us dancing as bananas, but bananas. Yeah. I have a special place in the heart when we are both dressed like unicorns and frolicking. Oh girl, yes. I, I liked like the playing in the band one. Yes. Um, yes. And oh my gosh. And there's just somewhat some we haven't used in presentations that are that are so funny because it's like me being rude to Jess or our vice versa. Yes. Yes. That I just those are so cool. I did send you a Christmas one of me coming down the chimney and saying Merry Christmas. That was pretty funny. Yes. Yes. I remember. Come on. Friend emojis are the way to go. They are. They are indeed. I like, I like our emojis um, and a little snippet of something you can use in your classroom, not just for emojis, but there is a website called answer garden. And on this website, you can go in, put in a question for your kids, or maybe a statement. So you could say, you know, what do you know about volcanoes? Let's say, and they can type everything that they know. Um, because all you do is once you type that question, it gives you a pretty much a blank page and you click share, you get the link, you send it to them in Google Classroom, Seesaw, whatever you're using. And they click on the link and they type their answer and it makes this word cloud of all of the words that they're typing. And they can see, um, they can't see that, oh, Jessica answered this, but they can see all the words show up and how the word cloud word cloud looks and then you can actually export that as a picture and save it for your lesson or um, maybe they can circle something into a google slide or seesaw whatever it might be uh, and so it's really cool answer garden and uh, that's a website really just easy 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 feedback and it's not com it's weird it's like answergarden.ch mm. why some websites have random letters at the end instead of .com, but yeah, answercarden.ca. I really liked the fact that um, it wasn't cluttered. So when students get it, it's just that one question, a box and the submit button, and then there's just blank space on the page. It wasn't like, click here, go here. It was just very straightforward. I liked that. And I think that is going to be beneficial to a lot of kids and also some teachers, just let's be honest, because I don't like clutter. And so that was a really good, really nice, clean, Let's get some feedback from people, so. Well, and it's really easy to do. Like you and I, if we're in the middle of a Zoom lesson with our kids, or we're in the middle of a lesson, let's say, you know, in our classroom or whatever it might be, um, we can pose that question up there and whether we're typing the answers in there or the kids have their own devices and they're typing the answers, it's just really neat um, for them to kind of see that visual again such a visual learner so I loved it but mm -hmm. really see that visual of what sticks out what words start getting larger because they're used the most and um, so anyway very 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 cool The app I'm going to share with you today is called ClipDrop. It is an AR style copy and paste app that will allow you to capture and transfer anything around you that includes text 
that includes objects on the floor. It will also erase the background for you so that you can drop it into any platform that you would like. This app can be found on the iTunes Store as well as the Google Play Store. That app name again is ClipDrop. Be sure to check the show notes for links to take you directly to this app. Okay, let's head back to the show. The next thing that I was just thinking that it was going to be writing focus, but it actually is not just for writing focus. Um, over the break, I was uh, turned on to something called Webtoons, and they're just like little comic books and little shows, and you can subscribe to the people who are writing these things, and it's, it's manga, anime style kind of thing. But these stories draw you in and then you either have to wait the next week for the story or you can just kind of binge a whole series. I, I binged a whole webtoon series on, um, what was it, Little Red Riding Hood, but it had a twist. So kids really, really, really like graphic novels. If you think of Dogman or Captain Underpants or the other one with the cat, I can't remember the cat's name, but I'm sure you all do. Um, they like the, the, the style of a graphic novel. And so again, the, the creator, Tony Weaver Jr. from weirdenough.com, um, he has a um, just comics that are social, emotional, not learning, but it, it taps into confidence and it taps into anti-bullying. And you can use those things to open up a lesson. Or if you have a writing prompt that's tied to that, you can use that kind of to build background knowledge and start conversations before you actually do something. And it is in, it's gorgeous. The graphics and the illustrations are perfect and they're short. So that's also a plus. They, they pack a lot of good information into a small little comic and it's a great tool to kind of lead into something else, whether that be writing, whether that be social studies or um, your reading lesson. So I really enjoyed that. I got a lot, I told you, I got a lot from that, that site. It was good. Comics, cause I'm a nerd. And um, apparently just loves writing. I do love writing, I do. If you didn't know that already, you probably <laughs> and I love all the fun things. It's crazy. Yes, yes, yes. It's I'm like, I'm gonna share the fun. <laughs> and that's really gets into all the nitty-gritty stuff. Yeah. I just noticed that, but um <laughs> there are so many sessions in ISTE that just blew our mind, and we obviously cannot cover them all in this one session. So as we go through, you'll start hearing some other sessions um, pop up and uh, just things that we've learned, but we wanted to just take one whole session and kind of cover some really good tips, tricks, websites, you know, and things that we learned during ISTE 2020. So we're so excited that you guys um, have really stuck around with us. <laughs> Uh, there's going to be more where that came from friends <laughs> do not be turned off if we slip into accents it will happen also do not be turned off if we start to hum tunes to ourselves or finish each other's sandwiches sandwiches <laughs> it's sad because I knew where you were going to I just said it <laughs> this is the illusion um but yeah that's this is this is what it is. It's yeah. Fun. We're fun. 
your legacy. We are um, teachers and technology lovers and nerds and um, we like, yeah, we like to have fun. We like to design and create and uh, yeah. So this is going to be a podcast with all the things. <laughs> Yay. Thank you for listening. Hello, if you are wondering where to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Tech Paper Scissors. If you're looking for us on Twitter, look for us at TPS underscore teach. Au revoir, friends. Uh, uh, I, mean, I, oh, I, should do, I should do my bye-bye, butterfly. Give a hug. No. Ladybug. I it mean, shows, it shows that I taught like seven years in kinder that I can spout that whole thing without looking. But. It's a good thing. It's an asset. It's an asset. Let's look at it that way. We'll circle back to that. We'll circle back to it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, friends. Bye. Bye.